are listening to the Traditional Outdoors Podcast. Welcome to the Traditional Outdoors Podcast. How's it going, Nick? Is it the holiday break yet? Well, it it's not the holiday break yet, but this is, so this episode's a couple things. It will be our, our Christmas episode, and it will actually be the last episode of 2021. So for everyone that stuck with us throughout the year, we truly appreciate it. And we're going to hope we will make this one enjoyable as well to, to kind of wrap up the year. Yeah, it's good that we're here and we're and we're ending on a higher note and looking forward to 2022. But yeah. I uh, I really want the holiday to get here. <laughs> I just need to I need some time to breathe and get caught up and and just enjoy family. So, well, I must admit I'm in a I'm in a a ton of quandaries because uh for for obvious reasons that I won't go into, I cannot wait to put a pin in 2021 and just be done with it. Yeah, I, right. I'm I'm ready to get it behind me. The the flip side of that, you know, the the holiday and what's always been the biggest holiday for, you know, for us as a family is coming up and, and in a lot of ways, I'm just already, I'm already dreading it. You know, me and me and yeah. Bella's been, we've been staying busy as you've probably seen on Facebook. We had, uh, we had a very active weekend last weekend and did some, you know, some really cool things. And, uh, you know, I think, I think Christmas is going to be, I think it'll be good, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's going to be tough, but yeah. I, th- I think it may be a good opportunity to kind of really start putting a lot of this behind us, um, because it was such a big deal for Lori. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think once we, you know, if we can get through this, there's, there's always going to be reminders and there's always going to be things that we think about, but, um, I really think getting, this is going to be a big hurdle to get over for, for Bella and I both. And she's looking forward to, she wrapped up her semester. I'm, I'll be honest, I'm so proud of her, even with everything that happened this semester. And for those that don't know my daughter very well, she is one of the, she's a type that she's overly prepared for everything. So when, you know, Lori went into the hospital uh, the last time, the day before I was supposed to move her in, back into her dorm to start this semester, and before she even could start, before she attended a class, she actually had to turn around and, and drive back home uh, because, you know, they told us that that um, yeah that Lori wasn't going to be around long, you know. And, mm-hmm. and so she was, you know, she was three weeks behind getting started or, yeah, on the semester. And then, you know, just dealing with, dealing with the loss of her mother, it's just – and she still ended up with um, – three B's and an A and she was, you know, starting some of her upper level classes um, that's really tied to her major this year. So these weren't, you know, these weren't entry level classes and mm-hmm. she's disappointed cause she got B's and I'm like, you know, with everything that, that happened over the course of this semester, I, I couldn't be more proud of her. I mean, um, a lot of people, Steve, and I mean, you know, working from higher ed, a lot of kids would have probably just bowed out and taken a mental break or something, you know, um, a semester or so off or whatever they needed to do. And Bella kind of just kept plugging and, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's, inc- it's pretty incredible. Yeah. She, um, you know, she was, she was with me in the hospital when Lori passed. Um, and you know, a week later, roughly, 
we had Lori service on Saturday and Bella went back to, she, she got in her car and she went back to school on Sunday. I mean, you know, she, she's a lot like me, you know, she wanted to stay busy, I think was a big part of it. Sure. Um, and, but she's just, uh, she's, a. I don't know. I admire the kid a lot. So she's looking forward to, you know, starting 2022, starting a new semester and starting off right. I think it's just a, uh, it, 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 it's going to be a, a time of sadness, but I think it's also going to be a, a, a time of healing and, and actually be able to get a, a, some of the tough things behind us and, and really start moving on in 2022. So mm-hmm. you got to put a, you got to put Escanaba in the moonlight on. Just watch that. Um, <laughs> watch that. Nah, nah, I got to wait and do that later. That's It's too close to the end of deer season to do that. That would just disappoint me. <laughs> or, 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 what's the word? Not disappoint me. It would it would sad me. <laughs> so, um, but anyway. So how about how about you? How's, been things, how's things been going? Uh, it's going pretty good. We're busier than we ever have been at work. Um, lots of Lots of friends, lots of people I've known over the years kind of leaving. Um, and you know, running with the kids, uh, them having that couple of years difference with Aubrey being in middle school and Kenzie being in elementary school has been, has been kind of tough. It's been a stretch. Um, plus they've got all kinds of activities. Now Aubrey's in band and cross country and Mackenzie, you know, we try to get her into, she, she's doing a pottery class right now. And she was in a drama class before that. She likes to, she likes to do those kinds of things. Um, but, you know, I haven't really had a chance to get out. Now Grand Valley opens up this weekend. So I'm planning on hunting Saturday, Sunday. Um, and that should be fun. I'm pretty, I'm looking forward to that. Um, of course, you know that it's always a little bit better if there's some snow on the ground this time of year because those fields freeze over. Right. And those fields I hunt right now are just muddy and full of manure. And I'm going to sink about up to my mid-calf when I go out there. Dragon ain't going to be fun at all if I do get one. Um, but, you know, it'll be good. And and actually, if I can get in the... What I was kind of hoping to do is I wanted to get in the original spot where I shot my very first deer this year. I thought that would be really cool. Um, yeah. And I might. And I might. I might try that. Uh, but I know a couple guys there that work there that like to hunt that spot. So and pretty much always do no matter what. So we'll have to see. Um, but I got a couple of different spots to check out and I want to get those helium sticks out and, uh, get them there. I got the straps right now. I don't got the ropes made yet. I gotta, I gotta do that. Um, order the Amstel and, and, you know, go that route, but I'm sure the straps will do okay for the end of the year. Oh, the, the, the straps will be fine, and you may find that you you may find that you like them. Yeah, uh, some like know, them. And, some like yeah. them instead. Um, it just seems a whole lot. I mean, I, I got used to tying those ropes, you know, and untying yeah. them ropes in the dark. And once you get used to that, it's you're just used to it. You know, it's not yeah, hard I'd, to do. I yeah. love it. I mean, I love the fact that I don't have to hook anything. I love the fact that it doesn't make any noise. I mean, I literally throw the rope around the tree, wrap it around the Versa button, and up I go. I mean, it's just well, it's so much quicker and quieter to me. And that's the other thing, Steve. Like, those ropes, I, I mean, they've got that mass to them. So you can't – you don't have to worry. The biggest thing I hate is when the when you get the straps, when they get twisted – you know, and you bring it around and you got a twist in it and it doesn't seal right. You know, if you've got one of those, uh, 
you know, closing straps or whatever, like on my lineman belt, you know, cause I'm still using that strap, stuff like that. Right. And my, and the line at the top of the tree, the safety line and everything else, the, you know, all that, like, I hate, I hate those straps. And, uh, it's easy to just take that rope and just wing it around the tree. It comes right back around. So yeah, it doesn't, you don't have to worry about it twisting. Now the am still does not have a lot of mass. So, I mean, it, it can be, it can be at times a little frustrating, you know, flipping it around the tree, but I've never had it be never overly. So it's, it's, it's like I said, it's quick. I love it. Now I know. Oh, go ahead. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm probably going to replace the, the lone wolf style straps that are on the B sticks that I got, you know, a couple of months ago. Well, yeah, I guess it has been a couple of months now. Um, same reason. I mean, it, uh, the, the straps work, but once you get used to that Amsteel rope and you get to where you trust it, I just think it's, I think it's better. So now I've seen some people tie it and some people get that weave thing done you know the the finger trap thing um well it's not a finger trap so what you're talking about with, is, yeah. with the am steel i mean if and and I, i'm happy to do that for you because you have to have well you don't have to have a fid but but the i don't like the tying and you won't like the tying on the am steel that rope is so slick that um i wouldn't trust a knot so hmm. Um, but what you're ba- all you're really doing is you're feeding the rope inside itself to create, and you, well, it's hard to explain. I'm not going to get into it on here, but you can make those loops with a fit in in a few minutes. It doesn't take that long once you're used to doing it. Um, and then you know once you throw the other end around the tree and pull it up under the versa button, it's just a compression mm-hmm. hold at that point. Um, but if you decide to go that route, I can either I can either send you one of the fids that I have if you tell me what size rope you buy, or you could send the rope to me and I'll be happy to put them in there for you and, and mail them back to you. It's either way works for me. Happy to help. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll think about it. I might take you up on that. Um, I want it to be, you know, I, I don't know if I trust myself doing it yet. <laughs> Okay. Well, like I said, if you, if you buy the rope, just have it shipped to me. Or if you, you know, if you get it and then want to ship it to me, the one works. So just, just let me know it's coming. Sure. I'll tell you for sure. But yeah, that's the, uh, that's the only thing I want to get done. But other than that, yeah, I'm, uh, looking forward to closing out the year. Um, but I am going to my brother's, um, I'm going to, we're having my, my brother's hosting Christmas this year in Detroit. So my other brother's going to be home and his girlfriend and, my brother will be there with his fiance and then my, um, my parents. So it'll be a, it'll be a view Christmas and it'll be, I think we're going over there the 22nd to 23rd. So I don't have that many days. So I, I probably have, and honestly, I take time off next week to do it, but I'm so behind now that like, I just can't. So I'm probably just going to get the weekend and that'll probably be the end of it. Um, and then maybe a chance before new year's, gotcha. probably a chance then. Um, which I really, honestly, I really like, um, I really like being in the woods at Christmas, uh, hunting. Now my grandma died last year. So right around that time. Um, so that's a little bit of a thing, but that I remember, you know, that's going to, I'm going to think about, but other than that, man, it's great to be in the woods. I think I love, I love the, I love the sky and stuff and the snow and, and (laughs) it feels more Christmassy out there than it does around the Christmas tree. So, yeah. Yeah, and I've still got I've still got the full month of January though I I don't really know how much I'm I know I will hunt some in January, but I'm actually 
probably going to start hitting some streams around here um, sometime in the, in the month of January. So I'll probably be rotating out uh, a little bit. It's The deer here have been hunted so hard at this point. It's just, you know, most of the time you're sitting, unless you're sitting in th stuff so thick, it's almost impossible to get a shot out. You're, you're just not going to see much. So, mm. although I've, 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 I've killed a deer late season, I think every year for the last three or four years now, I usually get one during the month of January, but, um, I don't know. We'll just wait. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. You, but, well, you had a good year regardless though. So I'd say I did, yeah. I did. And I've, I've actually had the last couple of weeks I've been out a couple of times. I've had some really close calls again. I had, uh, in fact, the, the big, probably the biggest buck I've seen outside of that the that really nice buck i saw i had close up in michigan uh i don't know last week i think sometime i slipped out right after work didn't have much time i think i got into my it was settled into my tree at like 4 45 um and you know right at last shooting light i caught movement and i could i could see it was a big body deer i couldn't even make out the headgear on it but i can tell you it was a big body deer and he stood right outside of, you know, like 25 yards forever. Um, and then he finally decided to come in. I ended up sitting in my stand. I think I finally got out of the stand at like 730 because I wanted to wait till he, you know, because he never knew I was there that uh -huh. I know of. Um, but it was, I was sitting up in the tree stand texting Gene about the first shoot of the year and all kinds of stuff <laughs> while I was sitting in the tree because I didn't want to climb down and, and spook him off. Um so it was, but it was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Oh yeah, for sure. So tonight, um, I thought we would, we normally do a, we normally do an episode every year, usually around the first of the year. I think we're probably a little bit a, ahead of the curve this year doing it, bef you know, before January 1st, but we always do an episode where we're not talking about, you know, new year's resolutions, but we are talking about goals that we've kind of, you know, set aside for ourselves for, for 2022 and I've, I've definitely got you know a couple i will i want to talk through and you may have some some questions for it i kind of seems like every year when i talk about my goals you you seem to say you know that's a good idea i think i'll do that myself or something along that line so, yeah and I, and I and i told you beforehand i don't think i have that many goals but i forgot that i fly fish so well, this is true. Yeah, this is true. You can always have goals if you fly fish. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's kind of what we're going to, we're going to chat about here tonight. But I do, before, before I do that, I do want to take a moment and give a, a huge shout out to our sponsor for tonight's episode. And, and for a lot of our episodes, David and Tracy Blowski, St. Joe's have been strong supporters of everything we've done at Traditional Outdoors pretty much since it, it its inception i mean since we decided to start this thing up mm -hmm. um and i know i do and i'm pretty sure that you would echo this just want to thank them for their continued support for being great friends and being such great stewards for the traditional archery and traditional bow hunting community david and tracy are just fantastic so if you're listening to this if you're thinking about getting into traditional archery or traditional bow hunting or if you're you're already a traditional archer, a bow hunter, um, and considering a new bow for 2022, be sure to check out St. Joe River Bows. Um, they're fantastic product, fantastic people. Doesn't matter if you're looking for a longbow, if you're looking for a recurve, if you're a young budding archer, or if you're an old hand shooting trad. 
Dave and Tracy's got a bow for you. So check out their website at St. Joe River Bows, or you can give Tracy a call. I think her number's on the website to get more details or place an order. Uh, and keep in mind, if you mentioned that you heard about them on the Traditional Outdoors podcast, Dave and Tracy will throw in a St. Joe River Bows t-shirt with any adult longbow or recurve purchased. So, all right, that said, let's get into it. So, um, I guess since you say you really don't have any plans or any goals, uh, I'll kind of jump in with, with my, my biggest one. Um, and there's some, there's some caveats to this. So hopefully it'll lead into a, a little bit of dialogue back and forth, Nick, but mm-hmm. you know, my, one thing that I think I've complained about the most, uh, this fall and definitely last year, cause last year I, I only think I got out in the woods 12, 10 or 12 times period, you know, for, and a lot of those were a couple of hour sits, but, yep. um, is I have really fell off the wagon when it comes to scouting. I haven't, you know, I haven't done any scouting in a couple of years, um, to speak of. I did make it out once back in February and, and just right after that one trip out, you know, Lori had a stent in the hospital and, you know, it just, it's just something, it's not something I didn't do because i didn't want to, or I just, you know, procrastinated. I, I really just could not get out. And it's really, it's really bugged me a lot this year. I've probably over hunted the, um, piece of property I've been hunting. I've been on public land a couple times this year. And I'm actually, if I, if I get out this weekend, I'm probably going to try to hit Dawson forest. They've got a late archery season going on that I may try to hunt, you know, a day or two, but um, you know, I just, I haven't, I haven't been out at all. So, you know, that's one, th- that's my biggest, probably my biggest goal for 22 is to get out and get back into my, somewhat of my old scouting routine. But even with the scouting, I've actually got, um, I've got some specific plans and purposes that I want to focus on with regards to, to scouting in 2022 things i want to do a little bit different oh gotcha plans and purposes huh that sounds like serious business well so and and you know when i've scouted in the past a lot of what i focus on is natural natural pinch points funnels um travel corridors those kind of things and some of that aligns with some of the changes i want to make um I want to do some very specific scouting related to betting this year. Um, you know, I kind of always, and this is one of those, this is one of those old school things that I've still to this day had a hard time getting out of my head. Doesn't matter if it's, you know, the day before season, a month into season or the week after season ends. I don't like going, I, I something tells me don't go in betting areas, you know, stay away from them. And, mm-hmm. Even though I, I I don't necessarily intentionally think that when it, when I'm when I'm in the woods, I know it's always in the back of my mind, and it 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 prevents me from going into some areas that I feel like I need to spend more time in. So, especially on public land, one of the things that I want to do is spend more time locating uh, doe bedding, and definitely more time locating buck bedding. I mean, I found I've definitely found both in the past, but most of the time, especially around the you know buck bedding, it's mostly been scouting 
um, benches, points, you know, shelves, areas that I know, you know, bucks will bed in if the, you know, if the wind's right for them, that kind of thing. But I've never really just gone out and said, I'm going to scout these specific terrain features looking for buck beds. So that's one thing that I want to do differently this year. Um, I know I can find them. I found them in the past, but I want to spend days on certain areas that I, that I frequent a lot focused nothing on, but nothing on bedding pretty much. Um, and with that, taking notes, taking GPS waypoints, focusing on, you know, what's the, based on where they're bedding, what can they see, um, from their bed? Uh, what, what wind direction would I expect them to, to use that bed? What's their exit, um, what's their exit trail? Where's their entrance? Those kind of things. I mean, I know I can, I know I can do all that. It's just not something I've really focused on a lot in the past. And I want to focus on that more, um, in 2022 in my scouting. Well, that's a super specific goal. That's awesome. That's, uh, I've been, uh, I need to scout too, obviously. I didn't really scout last year much. Um, and I got to, and I think I said it the year before too, but I do, I, I need to get out and do that. And part of doing that is I also want to get, now that I'm doing, I want to hunt tree stands more. I've got to get the stand out there to walk around with it. You and I talked about that, um, quite a bit. Uh, when I was telling you how much I sweat and stuff with my stand and things like that, being that I'm so big, um, I got to get used to carrying that around. So I know you're saying like you, you like to get out and walk, you know, a few miles every other day. And, and, uh, you know, I'm not a big walker or anything like that. I, I work out, but I'm not really into that. Um, but I need to get out in the woods more with that stand, get it up and down the tree, maybe take a few shots, um, and I really want to do that. I mean, I, I can kill two birds with one stone that way. So that's my biggest goal. By the time fall rolls back around again, I want to, I want to have that down, um, mainly cause I want to be able to do it better in the morning. You know, I can do it in the afternoon just fine uh, when I've got the light, but I wasn't comfortable enough to really do it super early. Um, I, I, it wasn't that I wasn't comfortable, but I struggled with it more. Cause you know, I'm not used to doing it and doing it in the dark's even harder. So coming down, not so much, but going up it is. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm hoping, man. Like I'm, I want to do that. That's, that's my big goal is, uh, for the scouting thing. I, you've got it. You've been doing it longer than me and harder than me. And you've got a really specific thing, but for me, I just got to get out more and I just got to bring the stand with me, I think. Well, and I think, and I've got, I've still got a few other things that I want to tie into my, my, my scouting objectives this year. Um, but I will say as far as the things that you said, definitely, you know, anytime you can spend not only practicing climbing, but I would even, you know, get out and shoot more from a, from a tree stand. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the things that I think is going to help you the most is getting to the point where you're, you're, you're you fully trust your gear and you're confident in um, your ability to use it. And, you know, I know you've been out in it a couple of times, but a few times is not enough to really get to where you're, you're confident. Oh um, no. And I'll, and I'll just forget it again. If I don't, 
if I don't right. do it throughout the year. I don't want to be back to square one when we roll into fall next year, definitely. The, the other thing I think will help you a good deal, too, is um, getting a, a good lineman set up. I know we talked about this before, which, by the way, we got an email on that, and let me see if I can pull that up real quick because I know I've got Google open here. And I will probably butcher this gentleman's last name, but um, a Mike Wojinski, if I pronounce that wrong, Mike, I do sincerely apologize. But uh, he was listening to that episode and actually shot us an email, and I meant to tell you about it earlier, and I kind of forgot. But he was saying that um, he had used a uh, – um, uh, what, what am I trying to think of? The, the Ascender. Um, and he actually switched from an ascender to using a specific type of hitch, and it's not a Prusik. It's called a Schwabish, S C H W A B I S C H. Huh. And I looked at it. I, I pulled it up on YouTube and looked at it. It's it's pretty unique. Um, I may try it a little bit myself. I mean, I've got a couple of ascenders, so as long as I've got them and they're not causing me any problem, I'm gonna continue using them. But it might be something you want to look at and just see if it would. If it would fit your needs without spending that forty or fifty bucks on a on an ascender, um, it looks like it would work pretty well, pretty close to an ascender. I just don't know if I could adjust it with one hand, which is the big advantage of the ascender to me. Is if I need to lengthen it or shorten it, I can do it with one hand without making any adjustments to how I'm I'm attached to the tree or. Um, I don't have to. I don't have to. I don't have to use both hands to make it shorter or longer, which was always the problem I had with the Prusik. But maybe this one. Maybe this one will work and allow you to do that. I. I just don't know. But anyway, Mike, thanks for the email. You know, speaking of that, um, you know, it's kind. Of, it, I really like getting messages on like Instagram, especially uh, from people who listen to the show at random. You know, for one, it makes me feel good that somebody's actually listening and cares enough to try to help me out. Um, but. I got one from, uh, uh, oh yeah, Cody Koopman. Cody Koopman, Koopman sent me one about um, the sticks I bought, the heliums, and was giving me all kinds of uh, pointers and 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 stuff like that. And I'm so Cody, I really appreciate it, and you are not bugging me, man. You st- <laughs> it's funny when people lead off with, "Man, sorry to bug you." I'm like, "You're not bugging me." <laughs> sorry, sorry to bug you, but I want to help you. Yeah, help. Just, yeah. Exactly. I don't care. I mean, if you re- I like it when people reach out to me about the show. That's yep. that's awesome. I, you know, I hope it wish it happened more. I mean, you know. And, yeah, and, don't spe- call- and go ahead. Speak, speaking of, and then we'll get off this tangent. Also, I'll give a shout out to Rick Butler for his uh, post in our Facebook community, our Facebook group, the traditional outdoors community. If you're not a member of that group be sure to to hit it up but uh rick made a really nice post the other day that uh you know he really appreciated the content that that we put out and he spends a lot of time in his car driving back and forth to the up and uh gives him something to do while he's driving i think your response was something we we fill up dead air like nobody else or something like we're that. good but, at filling up dead air yeah but but anyway <laughs> rick we really did appreciate the comment definitely like to hear from you guys so back to the back to the scouting thing. Um and if you know, I don't if 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 you have any questions about anything I'm saying, Nick, just you know, speak up and fire them away. But sure. uh the other thing that I'm gonna be doing, um, and the only 
I'm going to have to get really good at maintaining my, my GPS waypoints. Um, because the other thing I'm going to do, once I start locating, especially doe bedding, um, not so much the buck bedding, but especially the doe bedding. So my, you know, and I'll, I'll be the first to say it. Dan Infault has got this stuff down to a science. And I, I, I listened to some of the, a lot of the things that, that Dan has said, uh, watched a lot of his YouTube videos and I've actually studied some of it in the field as well. But my point around the buck bedding, if I, if I decide I want to try to zero in on a buck and I don't know that I will, I really don't know. I'm at that point where I'm, I'm just as excited to see numbers of animals as I am trying to sit and wait on one animal. That's just kind of the way I approach hunting. So I, I don't know that I will zero in on just trying to hunt a specific buck or that's just not really me, but maybe, you know, if I, if I decide to do that, it'll be more of a, well, here, I know the, I know the buck will bed here if there's, or there's a good chance the buck will bed here. There's no guarantees in anything, I don't think, but there's a good chance the buck will bed in this location based on this wind direction. And if he does bed there, then based on what I can see, he's probably going to exit in this direction and I need to set up to catch him before it gets dark, but not get so close to the bed that he hears or sees me, that kind of thing may do some of that. What I will probably do more of though is locate doe bedding and then start looking at and making G point GPS waypoints and, and notes in my log around where the closest food sources are, potential food sources are to that bedding. So, you know, early season looking at things like here in Georgia, different in other places, but here in Georgia I'll be looking at things like, you know, is there is there muscadines? Is there persimmons? Is there white oaks? Because those are typically, other than other than browse and other than agricultural fields, which don't have much of around public land here, um, that's going to be the primary uh, food sources that I would zero in on. And then mid-season, usually around the uh, early October, uh, a lot of that will shift to different red oak varieties and then after that, you're really shifting into, um, there are some late white oak varieties here, but again, most of them are not on the land that I hunt t today, um, which would be some of your, your red oaks, water oaks, um, blackjack oaks. Some of those tend to drop a little bit later here. And then you start getting into your late season browse, like, you know, privet, honeysuckle, greenbrier, um, Privet being the primary one you can you can actually focus on, um, but I don't know. I think my my biggest goal for next year is to get back to the point where, and this is one thing that I've always agreed with Jason Sam Koviak on, and I like the way he approaches it. Is he hunts a he he hunts a tree one time, and that he will not go back to it till the next year, if at all. I mean, he he never hunts. Um, the same place more than once. And if he does, it's separated by weeks, not days, you know, a month or so before we might go back. And that's the approach I've taken in the past, but this year I just haven't been able to because I didn't, I didn't feel like I had enough uh, knowledge to really go out with what time I've been able to invest in the woods. I just didn't feel like I had the time to waste, you know, sc scouting as I was going or, 
Uh, and part of that's an excuse. I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. Part of that was just an excuse, and I got comfortable in an area that I knew really well. So, sure, and I'm a victim. I, I do that all the time. That's that's probably my biggest thing. I need to break out of that. Look for some new land. Um, you know, I wouldn't mind checking out that Allegan place you were talking about. Um, I won't go into details on it, but you know, there's other there's other public land out there that I haven't really. Uh, <clears throat> Oh, sorry, my voice cracked up a little bit there. Um, there's a lot of public land I haven't really checked out. You know, I've been the, mainly the two areas that we typically do, my old haunts, and I fell back into that real hard the last year or two. Um, so, And you know what's funny, Nick? That's actually, that was the catalyst that really started nagging at me and making me think about this was the the few days that I did hunt in Michigan because... You know, I went in there. I haven't been there since 2017. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. 2017 I think so. or 18, one of the two. I haven't even been up there. Um, and you know, to go back into areas that I that I'd hunted or scouted previously, and you know, saw well. So I saw finally saw animals in areas that I'd scouted in the past, and I put you know I put Tom on deer several times while I was up there just based off of basically based off a topo map. So that was kind of one of those reinforcement things that, you know, you're that I wasn't giving myself enough credit. And then I came back here and fell right back into the same stupid rut, but that will be corrected next year. Um, If nothing else gets corrected next year, that will be corrected before next year. Would you mean up here or in general? No, I mean, in general. Oh, I was going to say, because I thought you were in the, I mean, nobody's really been back where you were. I, I thought it was perfectly acceptable for you to be back there several times just because, and I, I mean, you saw deer. So given yeah, time of st- year. I still don't know why I didn't see deer in the first place that I, the, the first area that I hunted. I, I, I you know, Tom did. Now, he was, he was probably a couple hundred yards from me, but I didn't see, I, I hunted that, that area, you know, a, full day and then another half day and I didn't see anything. And I just, I, I'm not, I don't know. I'm really still kind of shocked by that, but just shows that nothing is certain. No, definitely not. If it was, then it wouldn't be as fun, but yeah, I yeah, wouldn't be doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I like that mystery, but I'd like a little less mystery. You know, I like to, I like to see more and, and again, I just got to break out of my comfort zone and make the time. Um, and I've said that pretty much every year. I got to make the time, but I do. I think last year I was just more focused on fishing. I fished really hard last year. And uh, I got to split that time a little bit or uh, figure out a way to make it both work. Um, so, yeah. Not that I regret fishing at all because I do not. I love it. But, yeah. So, yeah, a good goal there. Yeah, you got me talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's kind of my that's kind of my big one. Um, and you know, to go with that, I do, like I said, I, when I'm, when I say I'm going to be making a lot of GPS waypoints, I'm telling you, I'm going to be making a lot and I haven't really figured out how I'm going to go about, I want to sit down really and put some thought into how I'm naming them so they make sense. And I think I'm going to have so many, I think I'm probably going to be taking so many. I don't want to keep them on my GPS all the time. So it'll be a... Um, it'll be a process of creating maps to go with those waypoints so I can kind of keep them organized. Um, I don't know. Like I said, it's, it's, it, it, I'm going to have to figure out some of it as I go. 
Um, but I mean, I, I know for a fact next year I plan to hunt on at least, well, just my short list right now is five different WMAs and the total of those five WMAs is somewhere around 150,000 acres. I mean, it's a lot of ground. So, um, you know, I just, I want to make sure that I can, I can organize it and I can remember it. And some of it, you know, I may, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be doing some videos of it. So that'll, that'll help too, but it won't necessarily help everybody else. Cause I'm not telling you where I hunt. Um, but I will be, <laughs> I will be doing some things of, you know, here's what I see, here's where I plan to set up. And then hopefully, you know, maybe I'll be able to tie that to a success video in the fall. That's from a, from a traditional outdoors perspective. And I've said this a couple of times and every time, every time I've said it, uh, I've got my plans derailed by forces outside of my control, but you know, that's one of those things that's, um, fortunately, unfortunately, depending on the day you ask me that question, you know, that's kind of behind me now. So, um, I'm really planning on doing a lot more on the, on the video channel this, this year. Um, probably starting right after the first of the year, which unless you want to talk some more about the scouting stuff gets me kind of into my next goal. Nope, we can talk about that. The only thing I'd add to it is that um, when you, I wanted to jump in there when you said uh, naming your waypoints. Um, I think that's hilarious because I, I got to get a little more creative than ridge, <laughs> <laughs> or scra- or scrape. <laughs> yeah, prob- because I looked at it, a little more, dude. I got like. 25 and my top Cal Topo, not Cal Topo, but uh, my Topo map app. And right. I don't know where half of those. The only reason why I know them is because of streets. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, why did I put that on there? What, what was I naming? And I, I should probably clear them out. Uh, but I got them all over the place. And, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't name like where they were, like as far as city. <laughs> so, right. You know, I got I got to do a little bit better than that. Um, most of the time, I'm just marking them so I can get in and out easy and edit them in the dark and whatnot. But I have some saved, and I can't tell the difference between the two. So I got to get better. I'm glad you mentioned that. See again, you you're you're making goals for me, basically. Well, and I will <laughs> tell you this: I've always I've always had whenever I create a waypoint in my GPS, there's a there's a plan or a thought process behind it. The problem is the thought process that I follow on Saturday may change when I enter a waypoint the following Wednesday. I, that, and that's the part I want to get better at it being consistent. And, you know, I usually use some kind of naming convention like, you know, the, the uh, one or two or three uh, letters for whatever location I'm hunting. So if it's Dawson Forest, it may be just DF, right? Mm-hmm. And then I will add a, 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 some kind of name to it like, you know, STD may be stand, not sexually transmitted disease std (laughs) that may stand for stand or it may be i may put pos um and no that's not we're not even gonna say that one but pos may be for possible you know possible stand or ah okay um uh you know i may put um i don't think i've ever used like ridge and scrape i don't i don't typically mark those because i i'm not a scrape hunter um, I typically don't hunt on ridge tops. I typically hunt on the, you know, on the benches and the shells off of ridges. Um, saddles, those kind of things I may mark as a, as a potential 
waypoint. But anyway, you get it. I, what I want to do, though, is I want to get consistent. I'm going to use X number of letters to determine the, so I can narrow down the location, um, a certain set of letters for different features that I'm marking, whether it's, you know, white oak, red oak, um, possible stand location, possible bedding or bedding locate. Those kind of things is what I really want to nail down so that at a glance, I know what it is, but then I can move it off the GPS and just go back to it when I need to, to bring it back in for a specific area that I'm going to hunt or whatever. Anyway, like I said, I'll figure it out and maybe it'll end up being a, a video down the road. So. Yeah, that makes sense. So second goal, and and I think this will be the only other one we talk about tonight. I've got some others, but some of those I'm, I'm going to keep close to the chest because they do tie into some other activities that I'm planning both for podcast episodes as well as, as videos. But um, I'm really looking forward to getting back into uh, regular fishing trips. Majority of them will be fly fishing trips. Um, in fact, I mentioned, I think I mentioned on the episode a couple of weeks ago um, that I purchased a Kodiak canvas tent for our uh, North Carolina trout adventure we've got planned uh, in April. But uh, I also wanted to get a lightweight tent for myself just for me to use. I was looking at two-man tents, and I spent a good bit of time last week researching these things, and I actually found and I still will end up getting one. Um, I found a tent. I really like the design of it. I even sent Tom an email about it to see what he thought. Cause I know he's done a little bit more with these ultralight shelters than I have. And, uh, he had nothing bad to say about it. So I will be picking one up, but it's a, it's a six moon designs lunar duo is the, is the tent. And the best way I can describe it is it's almost made like a, like an open lean-to tarp type tent. It's hard to explain, but it's it's the vestibule opens in the in the front, and it's got a uh, a it's a single single layer single wall tent, but very lightweight, very very quick and easy to set up. But it's out of stock everywhere. You can't find it. And my my backup uh, or my second choice, just again for me, was a marmot. Uh, can't remember if it's a titanium or tungsten to two person tent. Um, and everybody still has those in stock, but they're around 250 bucks. And I just, just, you know, do I really want to spend 250 bucks on my second choice? But then the other day I was doing some kind of random Google search and it popped up at a, a place called, um, uh, Everest. What was it? I can't even remember now. Something Everest uh, camping store. They had it for 130 bucks, and I ordered it immediately. And it should be delivered tomorrow. I hope it's truly a, a marmot tent and doesn't show up with a name like Merlot or something on it, where it's been a China <laughs> a Chinese knockoff. But uh, hopefully, it'll it'll be the one I'm looking for. But anyway, that ties to that goal. In that, you know, I really want to get out and and stretch my legs a little bit with my, with my trout fishing expeditions. And it'll mostly be trout. I'll probably try to do some, some fly fishing for other species, but the bulk of my fly fishing will be about around trout. But I'm instead of just most of the fishing that I've done in Georgia for the last 
oh, heck, 20 years is, you know, day trips, mostly half day trips. I'll, you know, I'll go out in the morning or the afternoon, I'll fish for a while and I'll come home. Same. And I'm, I'm actually going to do some, some weekend expeditions, you know, finish work on Friday, have things in the, in the truck or the, the SUV ready to go and head out, find a, have a, have a stream picked out that I can do primitive camping and hike in my, my shelter and, you know, a stove and, and minimal cooking utensils and, you know, set up a tent right on the, right on the stream and, and just fish for the weekend. You know, maybe it's a Saturday and Sunday morning kind of thing. And then I pack things up and come home. But, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to turn some of those into, um, vlogs, just, you know, day trip or weekend trip kind of thing. And, and and produce videos for it for the the website you know not just of the adventure for myself but i'm sure there's going to be some things along the line that i can post that you know might help might help somebody that's just getting started or might teach somebody else some some different ways of doing things or or old new tricks kind of thing um and i'm sure some of those will turn in every time i go trout fishing it turns into at some point it turns into a uh uh scouting expedition of some kind i've i've left more fly rods leaning up against trees and then have to go back and find them figure out where the heck i left it because i'll i'll see a trail a crossing of the stream or something and yeah then i'm i'm gone <laughs> but uh you know well, it's just some of that's gonna be different for me because i just i i haven't i haven't really ever done that from a, a fishing perspective just to take off and spend the weekend out just doing that by myself me neither and I'd like to do that. I mean, I, I was pretty proud of myself last year. I found a lot of new water for me. Um, and it's really fun to do. I love it. And I could fish all day and not have a problem. Uh, as long as my back holds up, I'm I'm good. But I want to push that even further. And uh, there are a lot of places right around here that I haven't checked out yet that I want to. There's, I, I want to get into some smaller creeks. Uh, there are some... In different areas around here, I've never really fished a smaller creek, though. I guess at that at that point, I'm going to have to probably get into a six-foot rod or something, some of the creeks around here. But I would like at some point to get on a, some of that water. And um, I want to shoot back up to Grayling again and fish around there on the Manistee. Um, I'd like to spend a little more time on the Muskegon, and I definitely have to get into the Pier, Mar Mar Pier Marquette. Um, I heard that's where it's at, and I want to, I want to try that. Um but there's a lot of water. I'm I'm very grateful. I'm blessed that I've got a lot of water around me. And uh, I would really like at some point to do some kind of a camp and uh, and do that. In fact, speaking of camps, uh, John Bushin and I say this every year that we should do a turkey camp. And that way we wouldn't be driving. I wouldn't be driving back and forth in the morning and, and just like deer camp, but for turkeys. And I don't know why we haven't done it yet, but we should especially with turkey hunting, you're getting up so early. Um, but I, I agree with you. I'd like to do, I do a lot of, I do a lot of half days and I'd like to not have that, you know, that, that limit, that parameter. Um, then you don't have to worry about getting out of there. You know what I mean? You just got more opportunity. I do. I do. And I'm a, that, that's, that's part of what I'm wanting to do as well. I mean, there's definitely some, some bigger streams there's uh there's two rivers on uh 
Cahutta Wilderness that I that I've been saying for years. In fact, we I talked about this on the on the, this podcast back last year. Uh, Gene Bramlett and I were actually planning on uh, hiking in. It's one of those where you you pretty much are going to spend a half a day hiking in and and you know setting up a camp and and fishing. Uh, that's the Conestoga River and the Jacks River on the uh, Cahutta Wilderness, and I I want to fish those, but those are bigger streams. Uh, and I'm sure I, I'm hoping I will get to do that, you know, at some point in 2022, but I want to look for some of the smaller streams as well. In fact, I let a little bit of the cat out of the bag. I won't, I won't mention the name, but we've got a guest that, you know, I've been talking or a potential guest that we're planning on having on the show sometime right out after the holidays, who is a, uh, an authority on, on, I would call him an authority on trout fishing, you know, in the South. And, uh, you know, he's got a, he's got a book, um, that's focused solely on brook trout in the South. And I actually ordered that book last week. And that's one of the primary reasons, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be looking at that and I'm not limiting myself to Georgia either. I'm, uh, a lot of the stuff that I do right out of the gate will probably be in Georgia. We, we have our trip planned to North Carolina that we've mentioned a couple of times. And I need to get a post out on Facebook about that chart, really getting people to to commit, you know, roll call who's coming, but, mm-hmm. um, uh, Tennessee's on my list too. I mean, I can, you know, there's places in Tennessee I can be the trout fish in in a couple of hours. So, uh, I'm really looking forward to it so much. So I don't even know if I've told you this or not. Um, a few weeks ago, our good buddy Scott Spray posted a, a picture of a, of a one weight rod that he had built. Mm-hmm. And immediately on seeing it, I sent him a message and said, I want one. So I don't know when he will get around to doing it, but he's actually building me a, a one weight. It's a, uh, I would call it a yellow um, colored blank, real I'm a, a translucent yellow. It's not like a, not like an eagle claw fiberglass sure. where it's solid I, I, yellow. But... And, and I love that color on a rod. I didn't think I would, but it, I'm not a big fan of yellow, but that what? they are, they're like a, yeah, they're beautiful. Uh, Almost like a um, uh, lemon head or a what, yeah, what they, yeah. You know what I'm talking about the candy, sure. hard candy. And he's doing he's going to do red um, wraps on it for me. So should be a real looker whenever he gets around. But that's that's I've got a two weight. The one weight will just be something that I, you know some of these really small streams I can I can get on. And it, it's not about casting, right? It's more dopping <laughs> doppling your fly in the water. But should be a lot of fun. I'm really I'm really getting excited about it. Yeah, I am too. That'll be my first out-of-state fly fishing trip ever. So I'm really looking forward to that, and I'm hoping that opens some doors for things to come. And, uh, yeah, Tennessee's another one too, Steve. I'd like to get to Tennessee also. Um, yeah. Well, maybe I mean, maybe over the course of the year I can do some reconnaissance and, and we'll we'll plan a, another trout expedition next year somewhere else. Well, and part of the reason is I always drive through it, and – I'm always like, man, this is pretty country. It'd be really neat to spend more time here, and I, <laughs> and I never do. And I think that every single time, uh, yeah, it would be it'd be really neat. I think the same thing every time. Every time I drive through Tennessee and Kentucky, I just I love that that section of the drive up to Michigan. It's just it's it's beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm I'm kind of like you. I'm always I'm always daydreaming, looking off into the, you know, the, the mountains and the valleys thinking, you know, I bet that, I bet there'd be some good deer hunting there, or, you know, there's gotta be some trout in that stream, that kind of thing. So, uh, 
anyway, like I said, I'm, it's just, I'm really looking forward to it. I spent a lot of time last year tying flies because it was something I could do, you know, while I was pretty much, I had to be in the house a lot more than I was used to. So I've got, yeah. I got a bunch of flies sitting ready to go. I've got brand new waders. Um, and some of the stuff I'll be fishing, I won't even need waders, but I got, I've got brand new waders and I've got brand new wading shoes. I've got a lot of stuff that I've, I've, I'll be honest, I've had for over a year that I've never had the opportunity to use it. And it's going to get broken in pretty quick come, come January. Yep. I did that all last year. I upgraded everything. That was my goal. So this year, including my fly tying stuff, um, and I don't really have any, uh, in fact, you know, I kind of went, I was on a terror fly tying for a while and then just kind of stopped right around the 4th of July. And, uh, I'm about ready to get back into that again. Um, especially since I got that, uh, that some, I saved some of the fur off my doe and I've got some, so I've got some deer hair stuff I can tie some caddises with. And I thought that'd be kind of neat to tie it with my deer. Um, and there's a couple patterns I want to learn. Um, I want to get more into streamers too. In fact, if I ever want to steelhead fish, I'm going to have to tie some steelhead flies. So I'm going to have to start doing that. I started a little bit last year, not very good. Um, and I got a little bit into foam hoppers too, which are a lot of fun. Even if I don't fish with them, I love to tie foam hoppers. Uh, mine look awful right now and I got to work on it, but that's, uh, that's pretty fun. And that, that, I don't even consider that a goal. That's just a hobby of mine. Um, but yeah, I think that's a, uh, I'm glad you brought fly tying up because I totally forgot about it for a while <laughs> and it's going to get cold and not have a whole lot to do here pretty soon. It's going to be a good time to do it. Well, and you know, there's one fly and I, I, I would love to pull it up on Mad River's YouTube channel, but I don't want to sit here and peck away at the keyboard and, and everybody be listening to it in, uh, in the recording. But there was a fly that he did, um, I don't think it's been quite a year ago. I wish I could find it. I'm sitting here scrolling through their, their YouTube channel now looking for it, but it's something you, like the Tup's Indispensable or something like that's that. That's exactly what it is. Ram's Balls. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, he he tells how to use it, but that is the where some of the material is supposed to come from in the original, but uh, I've, uh, that fly just looks like it would catch fish. Well, you know, Steve, it... it when you first when you first mentioned that to me and I checked out that video and I laughed at it, um, I kind of thought it was a joke. And when I got that fly tying book, the history of fly fishing and fifty flies, it's in there, and it was a big deal. And people were trying to mimic it, trying to get that dubbing, that magical dubbing, and nobody could get it. Um, there was only one way you could do it: one guy tying it. So that. You know, and, and there's a lot of that in that book. You should see anybody who has not read that book, they need to get that book. It needs to be in your library. That history of the world and 50 flies or am I, is it 50 or hundred? I think it's 50, but it's just a great read. I've read it almost twice now. Um, but that, <laughs> it's one of them and it's a good fly. I think it's a wet, I think it's a wet, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a wet fly. It is. It's yeah. wet, which is the other thing, you know, we could sit here, honestly, we could probably sit here and talk for three hours on some of these subjects but you know that's a that's kind of a little side goal of mine is i've always been a dry fly or a streamer guy Uh, as far as wet flies nymphs a little bit but not a ton um but that's one thing that i want to i want to 
I want to spend time doing this year and try to get a little bit better is the the wet flies and the nymphs tight lining and uh, you know not fishing with a strike indicator i think most of the time when i've fished wet flies in the past i've used you know a strike indicator of some kind mm-hmm. just as a crutch it's all it is just a crutch not wanting to not forcing myself to sit there and 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 learn how to actually fish them and to be perfectly honest i've always had such good success with streamers or dries one of the two i can catch fish that i've I've had more I've had more nymphs and wet flies that I threw away because the hooks just got rusty in a wet fly box and I'm mm-hmm. I'm almost ashamed to admit it. Uh so that's that's kind of a little side goal for me is I wanna I I do wanna get a little bit better at fishing those just to become a little bit more well rounded as far as the different type flies that I feel comfortable um and can be successful fishing with. But well, I was always, I was always dries and nymphs and mainly nymphs, double nymphs, one nymph, you know, and mm-hmm. I've never used a stripe strike indicator. Um, if I use a straight, if I use a strike indicator, it's usually a dry on top of a, uh, on top of a nymph. Um, but I'm telling you, man, if you start fishing wets, you're going to get addicted to fishing wets. It's just a very... It's hard for me to describe it. It feels like a very elegant form of fly fishing. It's not, it's not so, cause you know, when you're throwing nymphs, you don't care. I mean, you're just kind of getting it. It's same with streamers, right? You're just kind of getting it there, getting it, getting it sunk, all that. Um, but with, with streamers, especially on the, or with, um, and you're already swinging streamers, right? So yeah, wet's on the, wet's on the swing. There's just something about it. Because, you know, you make them bright enough, you can see them. Um, they're fishing that mid-current, mid-column. Um, and I just love I love it. I don't know what it is, but I was so successful doing that last year. Um, I just couldn't stop doing it. I did it all year. And I, and one of my goals last year was to, was to fish wets. And now I got to make a goal to fish dries again. Because I don't think, I think I threw dries once last year. If I threw dries... It wasn't during a hatch, and it was it was me sinking caddis flies on the end of a swing, which is basically just fishing a wet. So I don't know, man. There's something about it. I think I think you'd I think you'd love it. I think it'll be a trip for you. Well, we'll see. It's uh, I will be honest. It's and that's another challenge for me is I love seeing uh, trout take on the surface, mm-hmm. and I love the strikes that you typically get when you're fishing streamers i mean it's oh totally you know it, it, it it's not a subtle take right and part of that gives me that that adrenaline rush that keeps me going back to it but like i said i'm i'm definitely gonna give it a try and i think in fact i'm gonna make a note right here while i'm sitting at my desk and stick it on my monitor that i'm gonna i'm gonna place an order tomorrow and and order that uh, order the materials I don't have for that Tup's indispensable, and I want to make some of those before I make my first trip out. But um, anyway, yeah, I'm 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 really excited about not only getting back on the water, but just getting back on the water with a purpose and and being able to do some things that I I just haven't. Had the time, made the time, dedicated the time to do when it comes to trout fishing because I've always just kind of went, 
you know, I've got a half a day to go fly, go trout fishing. Here's a stream that's close. It's convenient. Um, and now I, you know, I can, I can expand a little bit beyond that. And I don't have to worry about, well, I got to be home, you know, at lunchtime for this or that or whatever. So mm -hmm. it's a, you know, it's a, it's, it's, it's a bit freeing and I want to make sure I take full advantage of that. And if I could share something from those, those adventures of my own with the community, all the better. That sounds awesome. It's a great goal. Well, we're right. Uh, I think we just hit the, the hour mark. So anything, anything else you want to, to throw in before we put a pin in this one? <laughs> I didn't think it was that late. Well, I was wondering if we were going to even make time and we already went over and I don't think I talked about a whole lot, but actually, if you think about it, we unpacked a lot of goals there. Um, you don't want to make too on too many on yourself or you're not going to get any of them done. It's going to feel like a job. Um, but I think that's a good, I think that's a good bunch of goals. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm good with it if you are. Yeah, I think so. I think as, uh, like I said, there's, there's a lot of stuff that, that I think we've talked about that I want to do. Um, the only thing I will, I will say before a couple of things I'll say before wrapping this up. Uh, I just didn't want to step on your toes if you had something else you wanted to throw out, but, uh, you know, you mentioned the, the messages on, on Instagram, uh, and I talked about, you know, the emails and we've gotten other emails. So, you know, it's not limited to just that one, but you know, that's one thing I would ask, you know, of anybody that's listening to the show, if you've, if you've got a comment, if you've got, especially if you've got a question or if you've got something you'd, you know, you'd a topic you'd like to hear us talk about, or, uh, maybe even a, a guest you'd like to hear on the show, anything. We would love to have you reach out to us, whether it be through, you know, messages on Instagram, messages on Facebook, whether, you know, straight to the traditional outdoors page, or you can send it to me or Nick directly. Uh, drop us an email. If you go to the website, there's a big old button right there with a link to where you can, you can drop us an email. We'd love to hear from you because we would love to bring content to people that, you know, it's what you want to, it's what you want to see. Most of the time, it's just whatever Nick or I have on our, our mind or the, uh, a, a person we may be thinking about that we reach out to as far as being a guest. So, you know, let us know. Shoot us messages. We love hearing from you and we'll do our best to, to respond to you or mention uh, you on the show. I actually need to respond to Mike. I kind of got busy and sidetracked, and I may do that right after we finish recording. Um, the only other thing I would say is, you know, this is the last episode of, of this year. We thank, again, thank everyone that's that stuck with us, uh, especially the ones that's that stuck with me because of the, the delays and the absences that my situation caused. Uh, I want to wish each and every one of you a very Merry Christmas and I hope you all have a wonderful new year and a very prosperous 2022 and we look forward to having you join us next year. Take care everyone. Talk to you real soon.